cats and kittens just kidding god that was terrible anyway this is ashley mickey your favorite and this is my special guest todd hot toddy anderson hi hot toddy huh yeah <laughs> what it, what what are you supposed to put in a hot toddy it's tea and what is it brandy think, or like whiskey or something and honey i think i don't know i haven't had one in freaking forever i, I yeah. can't do liquor anymore you only drink uh beers yes and wines um uh, sometimes wine it's like if there's no beer that where i'm at but you're mostly like wine beer. yeah mostly beer um well thank you for having me on your show again this is very exciting why <laughs> so is the hard liquor element because of uh like behavior or does it hurt your tummy both. Uh, uh both okay yeah. yeah that's fair that's fair <laughs> yeah there's certain i w- when it comes to hard liquor i have to if i'm gonna drink it i have to spend lots of money yeah um i can't i can't do any of the major american brands of hard liquor i, ca- I can't drink jack daniels i can't even have jack daniels and a coke I mean, you can you can try to bury that shit as much as you want in a cocktail and I can still taste it and it sucks. Uh, And, uh, you know, uh, Wild Turkey, their main Wild Turkey has some stuff, I guess, that's okay. Like, I guess Jack Daniels does. But I still I just stay away from that shit. I I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I got to spend lots of money. I mean, like a a bottle of scotch is going to be at least 80 bucks uh, or I'm not going to probably enjoy it very much. Yeah, my mom drinks scotch and I'm just like blown away by it because like out of all the things to just like have a taste for, it's always scotch. I don't know. I think it's weird. I never got into it. So maybe I'm weird. Well, I know people who are, you know, whiskey people are are very disparate and they have their favorite regions uh, that they some people hate scotch. Even if you give them a two hundred fifty dollar bottle of scotch, they'll be like, this is shit. Uh, uh, but then they like bourbon, you know, uh, so you give them, you know, a Woodford reserve and they think it's much better. And, you know, as far as bourbon goes, that's pretty good, but you know, it's, everybody's got their something. I mean, I'll drink a, I'll drink a bourbon. I'm not that I'm like scotch is number one. I'll have a bourbon if it's really good. Uh, but I, I ain't, I ain't drinking the cheap shit and I stay away from Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. (laughs) I can see myself getting in fights if I drank that, like fist fights with it's like so a telephone pole or something. <laughs> oh my God. I got to tell you this story. Okay. So I got a new job yesterday. I like went to an interview. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very excited because my job, I do not like it now. Anyway. So I was walking my dog last night and she's a puppy and she was like running towards the house. And then there was like this car coming. So I was like, oh, just hold on, like, slowing her down, whatever. But my momentum didn't stop. So I just straight fell in front of these people. And it's like, 
And I was drinking too, so that didn't make it any better. And I was like, I got up real quick and I like ran home with a dog. <laughs> I was like, let's go. Hopefully nobody saw us when I know they totally did. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I did uh, something stupid uh, the other day um, myself. There was nobody here to see it. <laughs> so that was good. But then the fallout from the error uh became apparent and then i had to explain what happened uh to my wife but what i did was we like our car the the directional on the on the passenger rear or rather the driver rear side uh, you know of the car the blinker kept like there was a loose wire or something kept going off and i could get in there and jiggle it and it would go back on you know so mm-hmm. I had done this several times. And then I, once again, I pulled into my garage and I noticed that the, the blinker wasn't working and I was like, fuck. And so I, I got out of the car to go around to the trunk to futz with the wire. But as I got out, I realized, oh, I didn't put the car in park. It's still in drive. So my garage is like two walls of it are my ludicrously problematic movie collection. Oh man, so, I thought you were gonna say like this is cool collection of ludicrous stuff. <laughs> no, of ludicrous, the rap, the rapper, <laughs> yeah, uh, Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I have all these shelves full of ludicrous memorabilia. Uh, <laughs> no, it was it's my movies, but so the car just rolled into a bookcase, you know, and it went boom, and I was like fuck, uh, and then you know I backed it up, and it seemed like everything was okay. You know, but then later on that night, uh, when I was out in the garage uh, and and my wife was uh, getting her laundry, I looked at the shelf and it was it had come off the wall. See, they're all attached to the wall because we live in earthquake country. So you attach these shelves to the wall. And also the way the shelves in the garages, they'll like lean forward if you don't. So they, they because I'd hit it and the wall in the garage is fucking cheap and shitty it just came right out. It just like got put the, you know, the screws got pushed in and then the shelf just came out and then it wasn't attached to the wall. And I was like, Oh shit, I got to reattach this. And my wife was like, well, what could have caused that? Was there <laughs> should have been like, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say, just say there was like a little earthquake that didn't make the news or something. <laughs> yeah. But that wouldn't really have tracked because then more of the shelves might've been yanked out from the wall. And it was just this one. You know what I mean? Mm. Anyway. I don't know. I probably would have made up some weird story for it. <laughs> Sorry, I wouldn't get in trouble. <laughs> I, I I could have, but I guess my <laughs> the saving grace is I got to say, look, I was totally sober when I did this. <laughs> That's worse. I hadn't had a drink. No, no, no. Because I feel like if I was drunk driving into the garage, and oh, yeah. that, it'd be more of a you fucking asshole thing as opposed to. Yeah. You're just a doddering old man and you 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 forgot to put the car in park. It became <laughs> became, you know, she wasn't angry. It was just sort of like, oh, that's sad. Yeah, fix that. <laughs> I freaking love your wife. She's so funny. <laughs> She's uh, so funny. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I have a story about not putting the car in park when my well, I was a kid. My uh-huh. dad was picking us, me and my brother up from the babysitter, and my, it was she lived like up a hill or something. And he got out to talk to the babysitter and I guess he did put the car in park, but I was messing around up front and I hit the shifter and put it in neutral. And I started, to, <laughs> we started going down this hill and there was a road, like a main road right behind it. 
he like ran and jumped in and got us, but I will never forget that. I was like, almost killed us. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. I had, uh, this isn't that exactly. Uh, yeah. But I was, there are these, have you been to LA? Mm-mm. Okay. So in between uh, San Fernando Valley and, and, you know, Los Angeles, Hollywood and all that shit, you know, there's a big hill people calling it going over the hill and there's these Canyon roads and one of the like heavy traffic ones is Laurel Canyon. So I was coming over the hill. I lived in the Valley and, you know, I've been auditioning over the hill and I was coming home and it was in my wife's uh, Honda. Um, uh, This is, was this, were we married? No, this is, I think before we got married, but anyway, I had her car and I'm coming over uh, the hill It's a really hot day. And, uh, and, and, and there's a traffic light at the top of the hill, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you kind of crest the hill and come down a little bit and there's this traffic light and I'm coming towards the light and the cars are all backed up. So, you know, I've got to stop. I mean, you got to stop. I have to stop. Yeah. So I push the brake in, right. And it's soft and I have the brake. The, the car is only mildly slowing down. And then I have the brake all the way to the floor and the car is not stopping. So I, I go into panic mode, uh, yeah. obviously, because I'm going down a hill towards stop traffic and I can't stop. Uh, and what if I had had, if I wasn't, a, if I hadn't panicked, I might've thought, oh, emergency brake, just yeah. fucking call the emergency brake. But I didn't think that. What I thought was, holy fuck, I'm going to die. So <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, what do I do? So I, as I approached the traffic, I just pulled out into the uh, oncoming, you know, to the other side of the road uh, because it was a stoplight. So I was <laughs> hoping nobody was coming up this way. And I just rolled through a red light, you know, people honking at me. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't stop the fucking car. <laughs> oh, my God. And then it's love- like after that happened, I was like, holy fuck, I have an emergency break. Then I pulled the emergency <laughs> break. That was my first thought. I was like, emergency break. <laughs> it should have been my first thought, but it wasn't. And I, I <laughs> part of that's because I'm dumb, but part of that's probably because it was really hot, you know? And it's just, you know, and I was like, this isn't working. The brake's not where, you know, it's just. Yeah, so- I would have panicked first. Like, I can say that I would have thought emergency break, but at the time, I probably would have panicked. <laughs> and like, shit, this is how I go. This sucks. Yeah. I mean, in a way, it was exhilarating because there was nothing I can do uh, except try to not crash into somebody else. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and and it's and it's a canyon road, so if you go off the road, you're gonna go, you're gonna die. You know, you're gonna fall. Um, so, but I didn't know what to do. It was all, but in a weird way, it was exhilarating when I survived it without yeah. crashing into anybody. Blew through a red light. People honking at me. I managed to not hit anybody, not kill anybody or myself. So in a way like that was like a, like, I guess the silver lining to it. It was like a a rush of adrenaline uh, because I'd survived this situation. I would have like had to pull over immediately and been like, I I would like roll a joint or something. (laughs) I need this right now. And then I get pulled over by the cops. Like, what the fuck was that? I'd be like, "Uh, well, guess I'm going to jail. Yeah. Well, once the emergency brake was on, I could pull over, but there was nowhere to pull over. So I sort of rode the emergency brake down the canyon till I could get to a place where I could stop and breathe. Uh, So that, yeah, that is sort of what happened. That's terrifying. 
Yeah, it was scary. It was very scary. I can't do those roads with like the, t- with the tiny little, um, oh, what the hell is it called? So you don't fly off the side of the road. The guardrail? Yes, thank you. Jesus Christ. Like, so my dad lives up on a mountain and the GPS took me some weird way once and I, <laughs> I was terrified. It took me down like, the, it took me up a mountain and then down a mountain and there was no guardrail. I was like, it was the most terrifying thing ever because I'm, afraid of heights i'm afraid of like driving new roads i'm like afraid of everything and uh well driving wise anyway but i was like shit i'm never doing this again never yeah so I found I, an alternate route. we just went up to have the family vacation uh over the summer up uh, uh to the the sequoia giant sequoia trees yeah glad we did because they might be fucking burning down soon apparently um because the state's on fire and the fire's moving towards these giant sequoias. But we, we, we went up there cause we, all the places on the mountain were booked when I, cause it was like a last minute, Hey, let's go. We are vaccinated. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> and all the you know places in the park, national park were filled up in the campgrounds and all that. So we stayed in a motel at, at the sort of gateway town at the base of the mountain and uh, so we drove up there every day and I never liked it, but I especially don't like it as a passenger. It's worse. Oh yeah. No, I can't. No. I, I am constantly on my phone when somebody else is driving. Cause I get too scared. My kid wants to say hi while he's eating a quesadilla in my bed. Well, that looks like a delicious quesadilla. His dad made it. He has a taco truck. So we went there dinner. Oh, a taco truck. Yummy. That sounds awesome. All right, bug. I love you. Can you please get out of my bed? (laughs) That's excessive. You're going to get oil everywhere. (laughs) I love smelling like Mexican food. Trust me, but I don't want to sleep. Yeah. And the oil is bad. You can get that oil on the, on the sheets. It won't come out. I was cooking with oil the other night and it, and it sprayed up. Uh, and got on my brand new uh, Back to the Future shirt. No, it was ruined. It was my uh, 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 Father's Day present. Aww. Luckily, I could order a new one, but it just sucked. And I was like, I, if I had just put it put on an apron, which I normally do, it's just this. I just didn't feel like doing it. <laughs> I always just burn myself because I usually trunk truck. I usually cook when like I'll drink a beer while I cook. And then I'll drink more beer and I'll just cook more. Eventually it meets that I have a whole meal made, but I mm. will like burn my arms all the time. I got, oh, I can't see it anymore, but like I had a burn like right here on my birthday. I, I was making chicken fingers and I like somehow hit the pan with my elbow and people were like, why are you cooking on your birthday? And I was like, it was just chicken yeah, I do shit like that uh, when if I smoke too much weed and I'm cooking. Like I think there's a there's a um, like a balance, like a happy place where you're just high enough that you're gonna make awesome food because all you can think about is eating it. Yep. Like I, I I had a friend who was a professional chef and he was always sort of high and and he said this is why I make awesome food because I want to eat it. You know? Yeah. And so like, I'm excited for other people to eat it, you know, so that's how I do it. But if you smoke too much weed, then you do something stupid, 
like you'll take the pan out of the oven and put it on the stovetop. Oh my god! Pull the oven mitts off to do something else. And then you're like, oh, I got to go back here and get this. To- Ouch. I, I didn't put my oven mitts back on. See that you can't get that baked. Well, if you do, though, and you burn your fingerprints off, you could commit crimes. That's a good point. That mm-hmm. is a good point. I don't think I burned all my fingerprints off, though. It's just like I just, you know, I, I didn't touch it for very long. It was just long enough to, like, burn one. Finger. I've done that, too. It freaking sucks. Oh, no, you just housed the quesadilla. Baby, can you please get downstairs? Come on, I'll be done soon. (laughs) Or go watch TV in your room. I thought you were watching Out in the Chipmunks. And then what, you gave your brother the TV? Nope, he just took it from me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I can't. I'm not watching anything. Okay, but I can't. Can I please stop being a nerd? You know what a meme is? Yeah. Why don't you ask him? His name is Todd. His name is Hot Toddy. Oh my God, I can't wait for Nate to listen to this. (laughs) Yes, baby. Can you please get out? I will tell you all about him. Not right now, though. Can I, um, Yeah, in your room. Yeah, for sure. He just asked me if he could watch TV in his own room. And and you said yes? Yeah. Why would you think that's not okay? I have no idea. Baby, don't be scared. We're three feet away from each other. Honey, no, this is not for children. Why can't I be under the blankets? Because you'll get too hot and because I asked you. Come on, baby. I told you about this. You know what? If you listen, I will tell Ian to stop a dairy queen. And also I have flan downstairs. Flan, that's good. Yeah. That's Mexican. Is that from the taco truck as well? I don't know what just happened. Yeah, um, and they actually um, they sell it and proceeds like from the selling it goes to their school. Oh, the, you mean all the time the taco truck? Uh, just the flan. Just they the call flan. it a flan razor. Apparently, <laughs> I thought that was cute. <laughs> that is cute. Uh, so whose taco truck is it? My ex husband and his uh, girlfriend. Oh, and the, is it a new business? Yeah, pretty new, but I mean, they, I looked today because I went to the website to see the menu because I knew they added some stuff. They have like 1,000 likes on Facebook, and I was like so proud of them, and I want to tell them, but my ex won't care. So I, I talked to his girlfriend more than I talked to him because she's nice. Oh, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> that's good. Uh, well, good. what's the name of the taco truck? 10 and 23 Tacos in Morgantown. All right. So look for that. If if you, in Pennsylvania, there's probably like one greenhounds. <laughs> well, if I get out to Pennsylvania, I'm gonna look for it because I do like a, a good taco. Awesome. Yeah. Tacos are huge out here. There's taco trucks everywhere. Oh, that sounds amazing. I wish there was like a taco truck right in front of my house. I would just spend all my money there. I would just work there. Who was the politician who said uh 
was it Sarah Palin or somebody like that who was like, you know, fear mongering about migrants and all that stuff. And, you know, if you and the taco trucks on every corner. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds great. I wish there was a taco truck right outside right now. I would go. I I would say taco trucks over Starbucks any day. Like if, cause they're just everywhere. I, Oh my God. If they were taco places. mm. Well, we have a lot of taco places around here. I mean, that's the good thing about Southern California. Um, even in Simi Valley, this this conservative town that's terrified of immigrants, we have a lot of Mexican places. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all ran by white people, I'm guessing. No, no, they're not. They're run oh, by, uh, well, for the most part, a couple of them are owned by white people, I guess. But, uh, uh, you know, the the place we go down the down the street uh, to get our burritos, it's, they're, it's all Mexican-owned and operated. Nice. Mexican-American, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's delish. I I love it. And there's, you know, and there's, we got the family type restaurants, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, and then, uh, but the little, little mom and pop, pop uh, strip mall uh, taco places are definitely my favorite. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. We went to um, New York city to go visit when I was still with my ex-husband, his dad and stepmom moved in um, New York they took us, well, he didn't, but um, his stepmom took us to this little spot. It wasn't, it was, um, they lived in Valley Stream, New York. Hey, Mom. Uh, <sighs> can, can I play with this outside? Um, it's a water blast. You can play with it outside when I'm done. I don't want you playing outside without me, okay? Um, Please. Can I ask my brother? No, I don't want him. I, you guys are not going outside without me. Okay, please. Just put these two things on. Just, I wouldn't touch in here. But Give it to it's me. It's still water. Gross. I'm doing. Oh my god. I'm doing something. <laughs> I'm doing something. Oh no. That's the older one. Yeah, I hate him. Brendan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm done right now. Right now. Fucking chaos. Yeah, they're they're uh they're crazy. They're in a mood. Are they always like that? Yes. Do they fight? Oh yes, all the time. Yeah, I used to fight with my sister constantly. Oh yeah, my brother used to beat my ass all the time. I didn't fight with my brother too much, but one time um uh, I have I guess I have that thing, you know, where you don't like the sound of uh mastication, uh chewing, you know? Yeah. And I especially don't like it. And this is fucked up too, because my son does it. <laughs> so I, I'd like, I have to grip the table to keep from saying anything because, you know, it's really not a big deal. Uh, but it's just the sound really aggravates me. You know, when you bite, biting a spoon, Ugh. you know what I mean? Like when people eat their cereal and they bite the spoon, that sound makes mm-hmm. me, it gives me the, the, the shivers, you know? Uh, yeah. and, and one morning it's like a Saturday morning and you know, I was in, I guess I was like in eighth grade or something like that. And uh, my kid brother's doing that thing with spoon. And I kept saying, hey, John, can you stop biting your spoon? And he's like, I'm not biting my spoon. And I was like, yes, you're biting your spoon. I can hear it. You're biting it. You don't need to bite the spoon. You can slide the stuff off with your lips. <laughs> 
you can do it very <laughs> quietly. Uh, and he was like, and then he started, you know, chomping down on the spoon passive aggressively and looking at me. And that was the one and only time just at the breakfast table because my parents were in the room. Uh, I just hauled off and punched him in the jaw. Now, nice. the thing about it, I mean, he was hella mad. Uh, uh, but the thing about it is it hurt me more than it hurt him because I didn't know how to punch. So my hand was fucking killing me. And then I had, I, you know, one of my chores was I had to mow the lawn. And we had a big old lawn. So I was like mowing the lawn with this swollen fucking hand from punching my brother because he bit the goddamn spoon. I wish I got to punch my brother in the face. He deserves it for so many reasons. But he so he was always bigger than me, even though I'm older. Yeah. Take my ass all the time. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Did he give you like the tapping torture? No, he would just like legit kick my ass. Like I, there were times I was like, he's going to kill me. Really? Uh, what the heck? That's abuse. Yeah, he's he actually went away for it for a little bit. He went to like um oh god, what is it called? Like a halfway house. Like we went to court for it because he like hurt me so bad. And I, he's the judge was like, Do you feel safe with him there? I was like, No. And he got sent away for a oh, while. Wow. And then my mom got mad at me for it. I was like, but I'm the one. Yeah, victim blaming? Yeah. Well, he was the golden child, so. Well, that's fucked up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, did it's he awful. did he get rehabilitated? No, he's still a psycho, and we don't talk anymore. Like, I don't talk to my mom or my brother anymore. Sorry, that's awful. It, nah, it's fine. I talk to my family. I mean, you know, as much as my sister and I, you know, we're at each other's throats as kids. We're fine as adults, but I mean, neither neither of us are, are sociopaths, and it sounds like your brother may have certain. Uh, psychiatric issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is so funny because I was just talking about that yesterday with Ian. But um, I was like, yeah. Instead of getting help, he started to microdose on mushrooms. I guess he was listening to Joe Rogan, and I was like, I don't even know this person anymore. But I don't know if he still does it. I don't know. Well, I mean, there is, you know, there's a lot of actual medicine right now about those kind of things, uh, microdosing, uh, uh, mushrooms and, and, uh, what's, what's ecstasy. What's the drug MDMA. Yeah. Um, you know, they do a lot of work with like veterans, uh, working with PTSD with that stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, keep seeing, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I don't think you can just pop it. You can't just do it yourself. You, you, you can't be self-medication. You need, you need a, uh, some kind of guide. I, I have a friend who's going to grad school for that. Actually, nice. That, that's like a thing you can study is using psychedelics to to help uh, various problems. Every jam band kid is going to go to school for that now. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is my friend, you know, had to take a break from it. I mean, she's you know, she's she's a mom and and all that stuff. Uh, but she had to take a break from school because it was overwhelming. It's a, it's, it's a lot. Uh, yeah. That, that degree. I mean, it sounds like something, you know, uh, like you say, like a, a, a deadhead would be like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, but it's, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I can't, I can imagine because you have to know how it interacts with like your brain and 
synapse. And how it interacts with, yeah, whatever condition you're treating, you have to know how it interacts with that. Yeah. And everybody's different. So, yeah. I find something. I'm so sorry. Oh, there it is. But I mean, I guess microdosing, you know, could help. I don't know if it helps with, uh, you know, sociopathy or, or, or whatever it is. Uh, um, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it makes people less violent. It could, but I don't know, because to me, it's like, people always think that's true about weed and I don't think it is at all. I think, you know, whatever, whatever your personality is, Mm -hmm. when you do any kind of drug but you know pot is one of them it just amplifies whatever the fuck is wrong with you yeah for sure or not not wrong with you um so i yeah it's uh i can i don't know how that would help that but please yes jonas i know you're in my room get out (laughs) I will get you both dairy cream, but if he's bad, he doesn't get to eat it tonight. I don't know what to do. Oh my god, just get out of my room and I'll get you dairy queen. I can't do anything. Send down. There's brand new books downstairs. There's water guns that you can play with without water. You have one million toys in your room. You could read but, books. But you could color me a picture. One, one, one thing. So one of one of the blasters, um, one of the blasters that mm-hmm. I put water in. Mm-hmm. The lid fell in there, so I can't get it. Fell in where? The hole that you put water in. Okay, I will get it out if you get out of my room. I did a little smart. Okay, don't I fix everything? Get out, please. Thank you. That's the whole thing. Got it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I remember this this age. Yeah. Super annoying. No, they're not. It's just because I'm talking to somebody. Yeah, yeah, of course. They want your attention. It's the same thing as when you're reading and your cat sits on your newspaper. Yeah. Same thing. That's all it is. And then if you gave him your attention, he would immediately lose interest in it. Yeah. They want nothing to do with me until I'm doing something else. Yeah. And then it's, Mom, can you get me this? I'm just like, now they're old enough to get their own crap, so I'm just like, no, you literally can do it. And actually, you know what? I'm going to to unlock it, <laughs> lock it so I can't get in. Okay, that's. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, it's tough being a a, a a mom, a single mom. Well, I'm the only one. Well, Ian's still at work, so he can't distract them. But like, we have. Two dogs, a cat, four guinea pigs, and he, there's nothing to do. You can pay attention to the animals, you know? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. How many guinea pigs? <laughs> four. Four guinea pigs? Do it they wasn't all on live, purpose. Do they all live in the same thing? Yeah. Which I, so I got them. Mom was pregnant. I didn't know. So there was two babies. I got, <laughs> yeah. So I had four, I kept them for a while. And then my friend took two of them, took the babies, 
And then she got pregnant. So she gave them back to me. And I had the two that I originally had in like a, like a cage big enough for like four of them. So I was like, well, I guess this worked out. So do you, do you, can you get a guinea pig fixed? So or you, oh, you, I did. You did. I did. I got, um, so there's one boy and three girls. Pumbaa is the boy. And uh, he got neutered, which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I mean, when I had guinea pigs when I was a kid, I loved guinea pigs, but we only ever had one at a time. So really, yeah, that was just one at a time. I like read so many articles, and they're like, if you don't have, if you don't have two together, they get depressed. I was like, well, I don't want a depressed guinea pig. Well, yeah, I've heard that about cats uh, too. Um, I actually, our neighbor, like we we found a bunch of. I did. I found because I'm a fucking idiot. So I would we were we were we were living in Palms, right? And I was uh driving home, my usual route home, and there's a there's an a, 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 there's an abortion clinic on the street on the way to our old apartment. And I would always drive by it. Sometimes there were protests and shit, you know. Yeah. Uh and, and that's how I knew it. it was an abortion clinic. And then one day I was driving by and and there there was a big plastic bin, you know, like one of those office, you know, clear plastic bins that, you know, people yeah. just put paper in and shit. So yeah. it was out in front of the gate of the uh, uh, abortion clinic and it was full of kittens. So I saw, you know, a buck, uh, you know, a bin of kittens. I'm, and I had a trunk full of groceries. Oh, no. But I was like, shit, you know, I, it was like one of those things I was like, oh, well, I'll stop and look at the kittens, you yeah, know, yeah. stop and smell the flowers. And I stopped and I walked up to them and I looked at them and I was like, holy shit, these things are way too young, you know, because they had put a sign out that just said free kittens. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so, some freaking psychos come and get them and torture them. Yeah. So there's these kids and I and I, I look in and there are these ladies inside like there's a gate you know that you can see through and then there's ladies in an office and a window and they're and they're like waving at me like yeah 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 get the, get, get the kittens and i went what is this what's happening what is happening and and the lady fight one of them came out i was like why do these kittens are too young to be adopted they need to be with their mother still and she's like yeah the mother is an alley cat and she dropped him and she hasn't been back so we think she died and we don't, we can't do anything. So we yeah. put them out. And I was like, well, you can't, you can't put kittens up for adoption at this age. It's problematic. You, you have to bottle feed them and, and keep them. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I, you know, we don't have time for that. And I was like, fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. And then I took the goddamn kittens uh, along with my groceries and, and, and went back home. I unloaded the groceries told my wife about the kittens uh, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to take them to the vet because the vet that we had, you know, I had heard that they took, they took in, you know, orphan kittens and would find homes for them. Yeah. Well, I get there and they're like, no, no, we don't do that shit anymore. Uh-uh. Oh my God. And I was like, what about shelters? And they're like, no shelters are going to take these kittens. They're too young. Oh and I was like, what do I do? And so uh, I said, because the other thing I'd heard is if you have, you know, uh, rescue kittens that this vet would clean them up and 
take, you know, fix them up at least for you for free. But that also wasn't true. So uh, what I paid to have them, you know, deloused and cleaned up and I took them home and, and, and Hill actually, yeah, Hill was pregnant with our son Colby at the time. Uh, So she was home, you know, on leave. So she wound up bottle feeding all the, these kittens, which we kept in our bathroom. Uh, And then, and then our, our other cats would, we had two cats and they would sit outside the bathroom and just puke like moan and puke. Cause they hated that there were these uh, foreign kittens in their environment. Uh, <laughs> and then, so, and then I just put it out. I didn't know what to do. So I was like, we can't keep all these fucking cats. Uh, yeah. So I just put it up on Facebook. I was like, does anybody want a cat? I have these cats. Like we nursed them until adoption age. Yeah. But I had put out the feelers. I said, once they're the right age, you can take them. Uh, we're, you know, taking care of them now or nurturing them to that age. And I, one of my, uh, you know, best friends took one and then like random people took them. And I was like, I, you know, I don't know. These people might be psychos, but I don't fucking give a shit that I can't <laughs> keep all these cats. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, uh, like somebody saying, yes, I'll take one of your cats. I'm not going to give them yeah. a degree. Like a lot of these like cat people, like you have to go through all the shit to prove your worth adopting this goddamn near rodent that they found on the street or whatever. Uh, so, and then the, my neighbor lady was a crazy cat lady. And when she found out I was giving these cats out individually, she was livid. So mad at me. You can't, you can't give them out individually. They have to be with one of their siblings or they won't, <laughs> they won't mature properly and they won't function. And I was like, fuck off. I don't I've think had, that's true. Do you know how many cats I've had? Just one fucking cat in my life. I have one cat. There's no, there's never been a problem. I don't know what you're talking about, but you know, <laughs> people are weird like that. They get hell bent. But I, I, you know, I, my dad was very much, uh, you know, had that as far as pets were concerned, you know, he, he worked for IBM. He wasn't a farmer, but he had a farmer's mentality as far as pets were concerned. You know, he didn't want to spend a lot of money on doctors. So if the, <laughs> if the cat was real sick, he was like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. put yeah. it down. It's not, it's not worth it. Cause yeah, like I'm the kind of sucker. We, we had one of our cats who lived in that, that Palms apartment and puked outside the door because of the kittens. She was the sweetest cat ever that we had found as an adult, you know, outside and took her in and, and yeah, but she was very, very sweet. Um, and she, she had kidney failure, which is classic cat shit. Um, and we were putting, we were trying to keep her alive, you know, cause we loved her so much. We were like jamming liquids under her skin on her back. You know, you like put fluids to hydrate her. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, I did we're not doing, know that. We're, it's one, it's actually pretty common. But so we were doing that all the time. And then like, she kept getting worse and worse and she was pissing all over the apartment, you know, which at that point I didn't care because my landlord was a scumbag, but, uh, <laughs> but as, as they all are, and that's my thing. Like I, I have a friend whose mom is a landlord and I'm like, I'm pretty sure your mom is a scumbag. Cause I, <laughs> sorry, but I've never met a landlord who wasn't a scumbag. Um, my last landlord was wonderful. I know, I know people who have wonderful landlords and I think they, they tend to be on site landlords, um, a lot of the time, but my, the Palms apartment, it was an on site landlord and it seemed like it would be cool at first, but, uh, 
it's like once you, you know, once you uncover that somebody's deeply conservative and too into the band sticks, you realize <laughs> you realize you've got a problem. Um, oh my god, that's amazing! And he was a dick. Yeah, he was a dick. Like when there was problems with the apartment because the building had issues. It had issues because when they put the ceilings in, they used nails, not screws. So all of our ceilings started to fall. Yeah, I was just gonna, like, because <laughs> the wood changes and it pushes the nail out. That's why you use. Yeah. Screws. So yeah. it, the ceiling started to fall. We and like, and it happened to us twice. And the second time it happened, we had a newborn. Colby was a preemie, you know, and it, it was in the NICU for two months. And we just brought this kid home. So we're like terrified for his health, you know. Yeah, for sure. And and, and he's like. The guy was like, yeah, well, you could stay during the work. And I was like, no, we fucking can't. And, and, and it's like, we, you need to put us up in a hotel. That's how this works legally. Yeah. And I was like, if you don't, if you don't want to figure that out for us, we'll figure it out. And just, we won't pay you that money uh, in rent. Cause we'll yeah. be paying in a hotel. And he was sort of like, you know, back up against the wall. But the fact that he tried to get us with a newborn to stay in a fucking apartment while people were tearing the ceiling out and re, re replacing it. It was like, you're an asshole. And then we had all these plants on the deck that we would water, you know, and any deck should have a, a drainage system for when it rains, you know, rain happens like people in Southern California forget there's rain, you know, but, it, <laughs> but it happens. So you should be able to have plants on a balcony water the plants and any excess water would drip right out of the balcony, but the drainage system on the balcony wasn't working well. So the water fucked up the balcony and it started to, it started to drop. So we had to take all the plants out and fix it, but he fucking kept our deposit for that. Are you serious? Yeah. And, and the only reason I didn't do anything about it is like, I'm not fucking Going to court. I mean, that's what people like that expect. They don't want you to fight it. They don't want you, you know, to do anything because they know you don't have the mo either money or time to do it. Um, but that's what it was in the end. It's I'm like, petty as hell. I would have done it. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, you know, uh, the next building we lived in in Culver City was a fucking disaster. So I wound up what I wanted to break the lease because we had so many problems. Uh, and they were being bitchy about it. And, and I was like, I don't have a lawyer, but what I can do is call every hour, every day, and write multiple letters and leave them in the manager's office every day. Uh, because it. they had this, like, it was the manager, there was some, like, company, and you couldn't get at them, you know? And the only way to find out who actually owned the building would be to go to, like, the L.A. Uh, County Registrar's office and fill out paperwork you know, to get the information about who owned the building. So they just had this manager who was the wall. So I just bothered the fuck out of him until they let us out of the lease. That, that did work. It did work. Yeah. Ultimately he got so annoyed. He said, look, they're miserable. Just let them go. Let them yeah. go. Uh, and, and they were like, okay. uh, Jonas, when I am done, I hate you too. <laughs> He wants to do his homework right now. Oh, well, that's good. As a kid does on purpose, always. Yeah, yeah. Does he get homework? They get homework at that age? 
Yeah, he's like learning capital letters and lowercase letters. And um, he knows how to read now. Mm. And like, so his homework is reading and doing his um, letters, his ring letters, which I do with him every single time. But like, give me a little bit of time, bro. Yeah, it, just tell him it's only 15 more minutes and, and you'll be done. He doesn't have to tell time. He's just going to get mad. And he so, tells me he hates me. Like, it's zero to 60 in, like, 0.1 second. He's like, I hate you, Mom. I'm like, I know. Tell him it's 15 minutes, and he can go watch the clock. And every time the clock numbers change, he just counts. One. You know, and another minute goes by. Two. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> now he'll, he'll try to come in again. I heard, like, he was out there, like, ringing or not ringing like wiggling the door handle and like i could hear him like trying to talk to me and i'm just like (laughs) (laughs) i swear i love my kids just sometimes they're annoying as shit yeah well that's families for you (laughs) true you love them and they're annoying uh i know i'm annoying you know I, i annoy my wife i annoy my son we all annoy each other sometimes it's how how it works yeah. I mean, I'm super annoying. So. You get along with Ian. Because last night when we went to my interview, well, I went to the interview. He was in the car with me because we wanted to check the place out anyway. So after my interview, he came in, we had some beer and his brother met up with us. And I was like texting his brother. I'm like, dude, you need to hurry up and get here because he's driving me up in mall. I'm like, please just hurry up. And then he got there and then it was two of them annoying. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no this is fun though that is fun you mean is he annoying because he he pokes at you it's like jokey annoying no it um oh oh my god this was such a stupid thing i don't even know how we got talk like we were talking about like a food shortage and like the uk and the aluminum can thing like we were talking about that and then somehow it got to the UK is like worse off than we are with COVID. And I'm just like, first of all, like those things are, I mean, they might not be like separate as a whole thing, but like, we weren't even talking about that. And I was like, I'm not even going to argue with you. I'm not going to say anything because he doesn't care about the news or anything. I'll like, if I could stream it all day in the background, I freaking, I would I, like, I listen to BBC news, like while I'm working um, and like, I'll read shit all the time. So for him, it just reminded me of my ex-husband because he used to like try to get in political arguments with me. And I'm like, you literally have no idea what's going on at all. And he, he would like talk over me and shit. I'm like, and I would just listen. I'm just like, what you're saying is completely false, but you know, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I get, I, I, uh, I get aggravated when people uh, uh, talk to me about politics when they they're not uh, well informed i also get annoyed is super annoyed by political sycophants of all stripes and some of them are my good good friends but it it it, (laughs) it drives me absolutely fucking bonkers you know it's like you can't make any kind of joke about the wrong politician you know I mean, I don't have any, I, like, I maintain ties with very few uh, Republicans at all. Um, yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and, and the ones I do, it's only on social media. And it's literally because they asked me. Like, I, 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 I unfollowed them and had, had people go, look, man, 
could could you unblock me you know i i, I don't i don't i don't mean any i have to find you really interesting i'm just want to you know i was like all right fine you know but i'm not going to the gloves will come off if you say dumb shit yeah like so if you want that in your life fine if it pops up <laughs> in my feed if it pops up on my feed and i think you're being a dumbass i'll tell you um because yep. that's how i handle you know conservatives uh uh but i mean and this this wasn't that this was a reaction to you know the a progressive politician that i was making a joke about um who's not a politician who i necessarily dislike or mm-hmm. have any real problem with it was just a joke i mean yeah uh, based on a photograph and 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 the defense uh that this politician got from people in my life. i was like fucking christ it was a joke for one it was just a joke <laughs> Uh, and you've turned it into this thing where I have this giant issue with this person. I don't. I have no issues with this person, except this person looks pretty fucking dumb in this photograph. So I made a joke <laughs> about it. That's it. That's yes. all. And people get so mad. And uh, and then and if they, then they, you know, accuse me of being things like neoliberal, you know, fucking shit like that. I'm like, for, for Christ's sake, I made a joke about a photograph. You're the sycophant, not me. And I apologize for being insensitive to your sycophancy, but that it's just, that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and eventually my good friends finally went, well, yeah, you're, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's a dumb thing. Oh my God. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know, but at least, you know, you know, my friends, when I got, and I apologize for being bitchy because I totally was, I was like, I overreacted. I was getting piled on and, and on Twitter uh, as well as Facebook. And, and, and I got, always tag me in that shit. I'll be there. I started like, throwing, oh. throwing punches. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't cursing anybody out or calling, but you know, it's, it's rude to call someone a sycophant, but here's the thing. If, if you immediately defend a, a person of any stripe, a, a celebrity or anybody without, without thought <laughs> about like any satirical point that this person that you're arguing with might've been making or, or just like, why are you so quick to defend this person? Yeah. You know? And it is not just, it's not just progressives and Trumpers. It's also, you know, centrist, you know, you can't say certain shit about certain politicians without getting called names. Yeah. Know? Like, especially if I, if I'm critical of a woman politician then the, then i'm a fucking sexist or a misogynist or whatever i that's appreciate what a good joke so that's where i'll stand on anything well and it's ridiculous to to make that statement about somebody you're a, you're a misogynist or you're a sexist because they made one joke about one person who mm-hmm. happens to be a woman that doesn't make you sexist that makes you making fun of one person like if you're yeah. doing, I, I guess if they saw i mean it's me guys have you noticed a pattern of me just shitting on every single lady politician have you noticed that i would own you if you did you know <laughs> exactly you, you haven't noticed it so don't call me a fucking sexist or misogynist because you saw one joke about one person i also make lots of jokes about dudes it's you know it's so easy yeah it is well, and these are elected officials and, and celebrities, you know, are paid a lot of money to be celebrities. So, you know, and like I was picked on in school. So what? They can't even hear me talking shit on them or yeah. making jokes about them. Except for I did tweet at Donald Trump like a lot. 
calling him an asshole and making fun of him all the time. Uh, yeah, I did a little of that, but I just, he's not going to listen. And I didn't get enough, you know, like fun psychos to argue with really people mm-hmm. just kind of uh, left it alone. Um, I enjoy more, you know, like I get more of a kick out of, of doing that to Joel Austin, even though. Yes. You know, <laughs> Every time I see him, I think of, yeah, what's weird. It's like, a what I guess, would it be Pavlov? Is that the one that. Pavlov's dog? Well, it's like, a, yeah, I don't know if that, <laughs> maybe it's Pavlovian. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy that just because to me, that's way uh, funnier. I don't, I never found Trump funny. I I think he's, he frightens me. It's very stupid. Joel Austin is a charlatan. He's a, he's a con artist. Uh, He's, he's using uh, uh, Christian mythology to, to make millions and millions of dollars off of idiots. Um, That is kind of funny. I mean, like it's intrinsically funny. Like, you know, Joel Austin is evil and he's a shithead, but he's no worse than Gwyneth Paltrow with her goop shit. It's, it's all, it's all fucking nonsense. uh, uh, Like selling nonsense to people. It's snake oil. These are snake oil salesmen. And and that's funny to me only because like the Vic, they're victims and they're, they do have victims, but their victims are fucking idiots. You know, it's like, You but, just feel bad for him, sort of. Yeah, but Trump vict- wound up victimizing because of his idiots uh, that he was victimizing and they were thanking him for it. And then all of us got victimized by his bullshit. And that's, that's you know, that's fucking fascism. That's, you know, it's 1930s Germany uh, with an orange guy instead of a Charlie Chaplin looking guy. It's looking it, clothes. And I'll tell you what, I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to get into politics. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> As uh, we're talking about politics. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we don't fucking, if, if, and this is my problem right now with the, the left, uh, all of them, uh, progressive to, to centrist on the left is they don't, aren't constantly referring to January 6th as a domestic terrorist insurrection and an attempted coup driven by Donald Trump, which is what it is. Yeah. And, and the fact is, if you like you compare it to 1930s Germany, there were a bunch of these attempted coups on Hitler's part before they fucking succeeded. Yeah. And the reason why they wound up succeeding ultimately is they didn't get properly punished for them in, in the beginning. And that's what's happening now. I mean, January 6th, they should have locked up fucking a lot of people by now. Uh, and not just the, the, the terrorists who invaded the Capitol, but the fucking politicians who... You know, my, my representative, Mike Garcia, there's a picture of him hanging out outside with the terrorists, chatting them up before they storm the Capitol building. It's like, why the fuck is that guy not in handcuffs? Yeah, right. Like, imagine if, like, Black Lives Matter did that. Oh, my It'd God. It'd be fucking insane. Oh, But if- no, it's just a bunch of rednecks fucking being stupid. Right, but it's not it's not a bunch of rednecks being stupid. I know. It's a bunch of I just thought terrorists. that was like don't yeah. don't let them off for being rednecks. They're fucking terrorists. They're you they're right. they're not I agree with you. Nazi fucks. All of them. I mean, the Nazis are on the side of the Republicans. All the major neo-Nazi American organizations count themselves as Republicans. 
And they are basically a big part of this quote unquote Republican base. So if the Nazis are on your side, you're on the wrong side. And it should, that should be the messaging from Democrats is, is that's what we're up against. We're up against Nazis. This is Nazism, Uh, but they don't, they don't want to use that word. Because, you know, whatever, it's unfair to Holocaust victims or something. It's like, no, yeah, it's but not. like neo-Nazis are still Nazis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's my thing. A Nazi is a Nazi is a Nazi. But, you know, every, you know, people always want to delineate these things. Well, no, the, a real Nazi was German in the 1930s and was the Aryan descent. And fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> I just I just sat through a recall election where a black man uh, named Larry Elder made it very clear that Nazism isn't necessarily, you know, uh, uh, not a colorblind thing. You know what I mean? Because you don't expect you don't expect a black man to be a Nazi. But that's what Larry Elder is. Yeah, that shit always throws me off. But then, like. I will try to like look more into it as to like why they're on the side of this group. And I never agree with it. I think it's just insane, but I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just like, how could you, I guess? <laughs> well, cause they make money. I mean, that's the, in the case of Larry Elder, he's a, he's a talk show radio talk show host. Um, it's it, like, for whatever reason, conservative radio is huge money, you know? Um, and I count Joe Rogan as, as that as well and, and, and Russell Brand and people like that. But it's big money. They make money as soon as they start shifting their shit towards QAnon conspiracy theories uh, and, and anti-Black Lives Matter stuff and all that. Then they make fucking money because they get people listen to it, you know. And I guess it's because there isn't enough representation of Nazis in more mainstream, you know, media. So they find them on AM. Oh, shucks. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, uh, I mean, that's what that guy is. It's bizarre. I don't, I don't like Nazis. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> it's a, th- like, a lot of, like, dur- <laughs> during the last election, people were like, well, uh, how are you voting? And I was like, well, I, I'm a single issue voter, so I don't have much of a choice. And they're like, well, what's your single issue? I hate Nazis. Yeah. So I vote against anything that the Nazis are associated with. That's yeah. That's how I vote. I'm going to make a really bad Nazi joke. I bet <laughs> they did not see that coming. <laughs> it's the most played out Nazi joke ever. I love it. I love it. I love played out dad jokes so much. Like I love, I love dad jokes, but if they've been around for a while... Or it's like any kind of reference that's been around for a while and you datify it somehow, like that's that's killer. I freaking love dad jokes. I love them. And I, I sometimes I'll be like on a roll or something like I'll be watching TV or watching a show with Ian and it'll be like super serious or something. And I can't handle serious shit. So mm-hmm. I make jokes about it. Man, some of my jokes are freaking on point. And Ian's the only one that hears them. I'm like, maybe I should tweet this. <laughs> That's one thing I don't like about Twitter now. It's like when I make a joke, I have to, I'm a, it's like, why can't I just let it stay in the room? 
I'm always yeah. like, oh, no, no, I got to tweet that out. Let's <laughs> it's kind of fun, though. It is fun, but it's like it's almost like when you're joking with, you know, a small your family or your friends, you know, a small group of people, it's almost disrespectful to, to not leave it with them. It's like yeah. Joke. This was a joke for you, but I'm like, oh, I could get more people in on this because, you know, I'm a joke. But if it's a good joke for them, you're just like, oh, shit, I wonder how many other people are going to like this joke. I know, but then you start becoming like a stand-up, like a, 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 a new stand-up comedian. Uh, when I dabbled in stand-up in New York, like it, it just annoyed me so much the way, you know, comedians would slip in their act into conversation, you know, to see if you thought it was funny. It, it, I, yeah. Like I, I literally would have comics, you know, I'd be sitting at the, the bar or whatever, waiting for my five fucking minutes. And, you know, some guy who knew me would sit down next to me and be like, Hey Todd, how's it going, man? Oh, pretty good. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm all right. It's crazy being a fat Jew though. It's like, yeah. okay, here we go. Here's the joke. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, like that is such a setup. <laughs> why don't you just like, if you want my opinion, just ask me and just tell me your joke. You don't have yeah. to like, trick me, but, it, the, but I, you know, I wonder if they're that insufferable with uh, with their regular friends and family. Are they constantly workshopping bits? As a not stand-up comedian or comedian at all, I just like being funny. Yes, yeah. I do that to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. I can't help it. Especially like when I'm nervous and like, I don't know, like when I'm nervous and meeting new people, especially if I don't have a beer, like, right? Like, it, beer's just like my thing, like what I do with my hands. Mm-hmm. And I will just like talk and talk and talk and just constantly make jokes. I'm like, maybe if I look like a fucking idiot, they won't expect too much from me. <laughs> <laughs> so when I say something smart, they're like, oh shit. I'm like, yep, gotcha. Lower those expectations. It's such a good strategy. Totally. That's my whole thing. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's hard. It's like I wish, you know, that worked in in acting, like just kind of do a not so great audition and still get the part. So yeah. then when you show up, then they're like, Oh my God, this is great. But you can't do that. <laughs> well, here we are uh, at an hour already at the end of your, your show. And you have, you have a uh, lids, some kind of lid to get out of a, a water hole. Uh, and, and various and dairy queen, you have to go to dairy queen. Um, I'm going to see if Ian can pick it up on the way home, but he said he wasn't feeling good. So may I, it's close by. I'll probably just try to go get it. Whatever. Yeah. But I also have flan downstairs. Like just freaking eat flan. I'll probably forget. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for having me uh, on your show. Absolutely. I am very sorry that Jonas was the star, I guess. I enjoyed several it. times. I love podcast interruptions. I think they're great. <laughs> he just wants to, he wants to be noticed. He, um, he's very much like me and like, he wants to make people laugh all the time. Mm-hmm. So he, he wants to entertain. So. And he knows that's what you're doing. And he kind of wants to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, uh, if I ever do your show again, maybe you should have him, you know, do the first, you know, five minutes or so. Okay. And then he can get bored uh, and he'll leave. 
Yeah, we'll talk about like stupid adult things until she's <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, mom. <laughs> like taxes and stuff. Yeah, right. I'm going to be like, Jojo, you're getting paid for this. So uh, we have to take out taxes. Um, we're just going to put that in my bank account. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. Have a good, good night. night. Bye, everybody. Bye.